0: Well, hey everybody, welcome back to this episode. Special guest zooming in all the way from the beautiful province of Manitoba. We've got Mr. Art Koop, who is a very, very experienced real estate entrepreneur. Pretty much you name it. Art has done it or looked at it or been involved with it. And these days he's got a significant portfolio of some single-family homes, but mostly multifamily properties in rural Manitoba. So Art. Welcome to the show. Great to have you here.
1: Well, thanks very much, Dave.
0: Yeah. So, Art, hey, let's let's jump right in. And why don't you just kind of give us a snapshot of, number one, how long you've been investing in real estate, and number two, what's your current portfolio looks like? Okay,
1: if you look at investing in real estate, I've done it over 50 years. Uh, makes me seem old if I say that. But the <laughs> first property I invested in was with my siblings and my mom together, which was kind of a family home uh later that sold and i reinvested some of that money uh what it's currently uh we have a number of uh, apartment blocks uh a couple of them are actually split into condos uh, but we are operating them as apartment blocks okay And we have a little bit of commercial property on the side as well one is it used to be a medical clinic the dentist is still in there but it's rented to school division mm-hmm. and uh other commercial property has some um, retail in it.
0: Very interesting. So the apartment blocks that, that you guys own, kind of what size range are those? Because again, multifamily can be anywhere from a duplex or a single family home with a suite in it all the way up to sky's your limit. So what what yes. kind of do you guys focus on?
1: Okay. In Penawah, we have two blocks, uh, 17 suite blocks. Uh, Emerson, I think it's uh, 10 suites. Uh, mm-hmm. My Son and son-in-law manage that. I yeah. was there to enable the buying of it, and about another twenty suites or so in Morris. Uh, we did have some that we sold off this uh, past year.
0: All right, very good. Okay, so you got primarily multifamily properties and a few commercials, and a couple of little single-family homes sprinkled in there for for good measure. And what is kind of your, you know, at fifty years in real estate investing? What's your big take on real estate investing in general, especially if somebody's kind of newer to this and going, Holy smokes, I'd like to build up to have a, a portfolio like that someday. Uh, knowing what you know now, if you, if you were starting over as a young whippersnapper today, what would you be focusing on?
1: I might do something similar, start off small and mm-hmm. then uh, work my way up. Uh, It is possible to buy property with no money down. I've done that several times. Uh Uh, I bought a 36 suite apartment block that way, and then within a year, uh, about 11 months later, I bought that 17 suite in Pinawa, Mm -hmm. and I got bank financing through the credit union, 100 percent for both properties. At that time, so that was
0: a while ago. Those deals are a little harder to find these days, I would imagine.
1: They are a little harder to find. Interest rate was much higher at that time.
0: Ah, yeah,
1: but it did work. Uh, the 36 sweeter after about five years, I sold it off for about one and a half times what we paid. Nice. Those five years I earned more with that one real estate deal than I did working full-time as a carpenter.
0: (laughs) And Is that when the the light bulb went off? It's like, Oh yeah, this, this is, this is what I want to be doing more of.
1: Well, I consider myself a mathematician and uh, I calculated it should work and it did. Yeah, there have been other lots, but that's not what I'm going to talk about
0: today. (laughs) Those learning experiences, I think we call them. Yeah, experience costs something too. Yeah, it certainly does. So Art, I love that because 50 years you've been doing this, that means you know, everybody's whining and bitching and bellyaching about interest rates these days. You went through some of this stuff in the early 80s. Talk to us a little bit about what interest rates looked like back then.
1: Well, it was a neighborhood of 7 or 9% or something in that neighborhood when I did some investing. Uh-huh. And it still worked. Properties were cheaper. Uh, so it still worked that we could have positive cash flow.
0: Nice. Nice. All right. So that's that's what you're at right now. Now, the other thing I find interesting about your story, Art, is, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you've done a lot of deals as a family unit. So what does that look like?
1: So, somehow with internet, I missed the one word. I did a lot of deals.
0: As a something. family unit. As like with Family, with,
1: okay. Yeah. What that looks like, uh, what we did with one property, I thought, well, let's get the family involved in it. So we took a mortgage on the house we lived in, and we bought that, that building that had the medical clinic at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So And the kids all had a share in it. That mm-hmm. building had no mortgage on it because the mortgage was on our personal residence. Uh And later on, I saw another apartment block in Pinawa, and we used that building as security. There's no mortgage on it. We got 100% financing on that next uh, 17 suite apartment block. So the kids didn't have to put any money in, and yet they raised a bunch of money. Just uh, recently, one of my sons, he's a flight instructor, and he would rather have a little bit of money there for additional training and so on. So we bought him out. Uh, the rest of the family.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: He got well, a neighborhood of $240,000.
0: Nice. Yeah. So, hey, so, so aren't, how, many, how, many, how many family members are involved in these deals?
1: Okay. We have four children. Yeah. They are uh, all involved in some of them. The yeah. one son we bought out. So that's uh, only uh, three children with their partners that are involved in the other one. And we do have some where we're involved with our son and his wife. None of the other family members. We had one where we were involved with our daughter and her husband, and us, and nobody else. But that is a property that we sold this past year.
0: So that I can see opening up a can of worms for some people. You know, you're doing certain deals with the whole family, other deals with certain children, but not others. How does that kind of work? And and have there been any, any you know, interpersonal relationship issues? come up because of these kind of things?
1: Uh, not a lot, I would say. Uh, at one time, we were talking about something uh, like we bought some condos in beaux We made an offer on all the empty suites in the building.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and there's uh, a reason for that, because in an empty suite, you can charge whatever the market bears.
0: Right. Because you're not, you're not the, controlled you're by not rental controls.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So We bought all the empty ones, and I told the kids, take whatever you want. The wife and I will take what's left over. Uh, And later on, or uh, I told my son, if he got more than a certain price for it, he could sell it. I'd give him the difference. Uh, Some thought, hey, they didn't have a chance. They thought he could do it for not doing any work. But yes, he did. The money he got was essentially no more than a realtor would have charged. So he helped me earn that money and he deserved that money.
0: Right. So, so with your adult children, are you, are they actually bringing money to the table for down payments on these properties that you've been involved in? That first one, it sounded like you used your own personal residence. Uh, You you got a mortgage on your home. You bought the, the rental property. Y'all had a share in that. So your kids didn't have to come out of pocket for that, but have they come out of pocket for other properties they've invested in with you?
1: Yes. Yes. The other properties they have all come up with uh some money.
0: Okay. All right. The so
1: one you... Where the whole family was involved, they did not need to. I'm sorry? The one where the whole family was involved, they did not need to come up with money. All right. Kind of like an early inheritance, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and as far as like who runs the show, I'm I'm guessing, I'm assuming it's kind of, you know, you're finding the deals, you're Coming up with the whole idea, and then you're kind of running with it, or is there one of your children that kind of manages the business side of things?
1: Uh, right now, I am not involved in the management of it. Yes, I am being consulted on some things, but uh, mm-hmm. day-to-day management, I'm not involved in at all on those properties that uh, the family is involved in.
0: Uh, well, I like. I really like this idea, Art, because you're creating a legacy with your children while you're alive instead of waiting until you pass away and then having them fight and squabble over things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. Like the deals that I mentioned, our kids got involved in it and I didn't put up any cash either. I just put up security.
0: Yeah. It's a win-win, right? And then by this time, fast forward however many years, now the properties are free and clear and and, uh, you've got lots of options there.
1: Well, not all the properties are free and clear that I've involved with the family. There's still
0: some mortgage there.
1: Still millions of mortgage, maybe on some of that <laughs> in total, but is uh, positive cash flow.
0: That's what counts. That's what counts. All right. And we were talking a little bit off camera, Art, that at this stage, you don't look it, but but you're in your early 70s and you're kind of thinking of of winding down a little bit when it comes to the active side of real estate investing. Walk us through that. What what is your plan moving ahead?
1: Okay, like the plan start already. Last year, we sold, actually we sold two rental homes last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I plan to sell the properties off that I am managing or get a manager. The apartment block in Penawa. I've talked to a management company that may take over the managing. Uh, at this point, it seems like I value freedom more than money.
0: And what are you planning to do with that newfound freedom that you that you're going to have available to you. Not not that I, I don't think you're working at it full-time right now. I could be wrong, but it sounds like you probably already have a fair chunk.
1: Yeah, the Lord has provided we have more than enough to live on. And even after we sell off the properties that I'm managing, the income from the family properties is more than sufficient to meet our
0: needs. Wonderful. Yeah. And do you have, well, just out of curiosity, do you guys have that set up so that uh, while you and and your wife are are in need of, of of income that more of the cash flow is going to you guys than the other children or is it just kind of an EV, even kind of a split amongst family members
1: uh, it's not quite evenly split in one property okay with the three children and us i think we bought a double share of that property mm. and we put I think that probably we put up the cash for it, hmm. so then they're able to. Uh, well, so we do get more money because we put the cash in, right? So the money is divvied up before the mortgage payment.
0: Got it. All right, that makes sense.
1: probably working up principle.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you guys put you you put up all the cash, and the kids have got some of the equity in that. And then for uh, legacy planning and on these kind of things, are are you just going to basically? Divide your your and your wife's share amongst your children evenly. Is that what the plan is moving ahead?
1: Yeah, ultimately it was the will. Actually, we set the will up. It's been set up through the lawyer. Oh. Uh with four children, we divide it into five. And the one-fifth part goes to charity.
0: Nice. Nice. Very good. All right. No, I I love what you're doing there. So you're planning on kind of divesting yourself of properties and/or of management. And then just truly living on the cash flow. And what about you and your wife? What, what kind of plans do you have for this uh, extra free time?
1: Well, if the wife and are traveling as much as I do, we travel more. It's yeah. not that she uh, does not like travel. Uh, I expect that we'll do a little bit more of that. Nice. Uh, we don't have any definite plans or uh, vacations booked at this moment.
0: I tell you what, Art, my wife and I are really enjoying the whole travel thing, especially since the pandemic's kind of calmed down. So we're traveling up a storm and absolutely love it. So I highly recommend that if if uh, if you can get the wife on board.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I've been in about oh, 18 to 20 countries in total. Nice. Some of them were airport stops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it reminds me of a, an old friend of mine that I knew in Costa Rica, an early mentor of mine. Uh, very independently wealthy and he and his wife they were part of a rich guys travel club and the goal was to see if they could visit every country in the world and they hit that goal quite a while ago so now they're doing round two <laughs> I think but, I do that yeah that,
1: some countries I've been several times that that's true but
0: yeah yeah no that is fantastic so art um with with 2020 hindsight being what it is uh, what were some of, uh, we we talked about your successes. What have been some of your struggles on your real estate investing journey?
1: Well, maybe one of the struggle is I like to please people. And sometimes I have been too lenient with tenants. Hmm. Um, and that maybe comes out to bite me a bit.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, have we personally suffered? Uh, no, not really, but we could have had more money if I'd been, uh, more diligent in some cases
0: right now so so again because of of where you guys are located you know 50 years ago probably not as big of a deal but correct me if i'm wrong these days there's a there's a a landlord tenancy board in manitoba that's that's pretty strict and very in favor of the tenants is is that correct yes fair
1: Yes, Death that is correct. Right. I say that is because there are more tenants that vote than landlords that vote.
0: Oh, most definitely. <laughs> most, most definitely. So so again, getting the right tenant in and then making sure that you, you know, get on top of it sooner rather than later is more important than ever because otherwise they can just they can just ensconce themselves in your property and it's very difficult to get rid of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My brother has a case house right next door to where he lives. He gave 10th eviction notice, but they file and three or four weeks down the road, there's a hearing. And meantime, a tenant doesn't pay that kind of thing. Yeah. And no animals allowed, but they got three dogs in the house, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So So they're wrecking the place and not paying rent and yeah. yeah, So what, what, what what were some of the, so what were some of the lessons you learned? You're a little bit lenient. How did you toughen up over time, or did you? Or is, or is that what you kind of delegate to your, your managing children?
1: Well, maybe I'm still a little bit lenient in some cases. Yeah. Uh, I try to work with tenants if they uh, uh, don't run away from me. You know, if they had a car repair or something, I may in some cases say, okay, you know, they said they rent me two weeks late. Okay, there's a little bit of late fees, and uh, if they pay it, then uh, so what? Mm-hmm. Actually, the late fees, that's a very good rate of interest you get on that, but uh, that's not how I plan to make a living. Yeah, Out here, it's $10 a first day two, day, $2 each additional day.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so that, that adds up a little bit, but it's a pain in the butt to collect and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, it is. So, Art, you've, you've done a lot over the last 50 years. What would you say is one of the most effective ways you've found to find good deals. What has what worked for Art Coop for finding good deals?
1: Well, there's a number of things. Uh, some I look at uh, what the realtors have for sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that first apartment block I bought, that was listed for sale. So okay. I, we were able to do that. The second one, a friend of mine was interested in buying it. He wanted me to accompany him on it because I had other property. And he was not willing to pay enough to make that deal work. So... I asked him, are you okay if I buy it? And he said, yes. I know later on he kicked
0: kind of himself for that
1: one, I'm sure. <laughs> I've had a number of people come to me wanting to sell me their house. I've done that a couple of times. Oh, uh, in one case, I was still working at my carpentry. I built stairs for 20 years. Uh, he called me in summer and said, I'm too busy to think about it. Call me in fall and I will give you an offer. And he did and we bought it and That's one of the houses I'm trying to sell now after having had it for, I don't know how many years, uh, 30 years, probably or close to it. Wow.
0: That's, that is wonderful. So as we're wrapping up here, Art, do you have any words of wisdom for newer real estate investors? Besides it would have been good to start 20 or 30 years ago. What, what words of advice do you have for people getting into the market today in today's environment?
1: It works. And that and simple uh, two word answer would be it works. Over the years, if I look at our earnings, spending 40 years working as a carpenter, spending time investing, investing has paid better than carpentry.
0: Well, I would hope. Plus, uh, plus, uh, I mean, now you're not having to swing that hammer to make the money, right? Now you're yeah. enjoying the the fruits of your labor, and it's it's quite passive, relatively. Yeah, it's to
1: almost me. almost 15 years ago that I quit. Uh, Building stairs.
0: Well, then it's paid. It's paid way better than the carpentry because it created a <laughs> your your very own pension plan.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had no company pension, anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so that was our pension plan to live off the real estate earnings.
0: So now you're going to liquidate some of your portfolio. You're going to keep some, and between the, the the between all of that and what you've currently got going in, you're you're going to have a nice, comfortable uh, pension plan for you and your wife.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there already, but I, I still spend some time managing, which I want to get rid of.
0: And you want to just start traveling the world a bit more and, and kicking back a bit.
1: Yeah, slightly yeah. more. Uh, we've done several voluntary projects mission nice. project in different yeah. countries, and we've enjoyed that. Uh,
0: so you'd like to do more of that, the hands-on mission work?
1: Well, well some of that. You, you get to see more than just the tourist traps. Definitely. Yes, we've been in tourist traps too. We've been in Cuba a couple of times. Yeah, uh, you know, enjoyed that too.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, been Haiti a couple of times, but that was on helping some projects. Yeah, but then even you see things other than just tourist traps.
0: Most definitely. So, what what is the one project you've worked on that has you know has the most I- impact on you?
1: Oh, I'd have to think about that a little bit.
0: Uh, Which is the first one that comes to mind?
1: Uh, right now. The one I'm thinking of, we went to Venezuela helped help yeah. some missionaries build a house. Uh, yeah, the guerrillas may have taken over that area now. They can't be there, but mm-hmm. they were able to utilize it for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And we still have contact with those people, even though that's, whatever, 25 years ago that we did that.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. those I, I've done a little bit of stuff in Nicaragua a number of years ago. Uh, that that was fun, and it it just makes you feel good to to help, help people out, that's for sure. And and I'm uh, just recently joined up with Rotary here in Kamloops, so enjoying doing some service work there. And it, it really just makes you feel good to get out. Yeah, and it's good yourself. to help other people out. It is. It is really good. Well, that's wonderful, Art. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for being on the show here today. I, I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. And congratulations on... Getting going in in real estate investing way back in the day with your mom, with your family, and then keeping it going and and making it a family concern, bringing your children on board, getting them actively involved in that, doing it as a family, and creating that legacy while you and your wife are, you know, not just you know alive but but enjoying watching that sharing experience with your children instead of letting them figure it out after the fact. I, I really admire what you guys have done.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, we enjoy our family.
0: I would guess. All right. And Art, if anybody's interested in connecting with you, are you open to that? Or do they have any way to do that? or you? Uh,
1: I, I'm open to that. Mm-hmm. I can give you my email address if you want.
0: Uh, sure, well, just, just spell it out slowly. So if, if somebody wants to email you, they can write it down.
1: Okay. Art Coop. That's A-R-T- k-o-o-p at gmail.com
0: Well, that's pretty easy. That's a nice easy one. You must have got that one early on.
1: I've had that for quite a few years. I used to have something similar with MTS email, but I shot that down recently.
0: Yeah, no, artcoop at gmail.com Mr. Coop, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun.
1: Thanks, Dave. If you're ever in Winnipeg, uh, let me know.
0: (laughs) I will definitely do that. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you on the next episode.
1: Thanks very much. Have a good day.